This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys, is it? Hey, a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss, and this is Stu Potomy. Here we go, Jim. Hey, Mikey, eh? Hey. How you feeling? Uh. <laughs> That's how I'm that feeling. That good, huh? <laughs> That's how I'm feeling. Uh. We all are. We're 1-0, and oh, Mike. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yay. <laughs> Your boy Zach Wilson's our quarterback again. <laughs> Tom Brady doesn't want to play football anymore. Would you? <laughs> that, according to Diana Rossini, I would on this team because this team is championship good. I'm surprised Brady does not want to come back and play for this team only because the defense of the running game is so good. So good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Garrett Wilson is that good, too. That was probably the second or third best catch I've ever seen behind Odell Beckham. Yeah. That yeah, was a great yeah. catch. That was an amazing was. catch. That had nothing to do with Zach Wilson and everything to do with Garrett Wilson. It was one of the worst throws I think I've ever seen. <laughs> but here's the good news. At least we're not on the road against a good defense this week. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Jets taking on the Cowboys. Oh, my God. <laughs> Playing 11 guys in the box. <laughs> I got to tell you, who was happier? Was there anyone happier than Brian Dable, Daniel Jones, and my boy Joe Shane about what took place? Because it got the Giants off the headlines, okay? <laughs> And and put the Jets like on the back page, front page of every newspaper uh, in New York. Was there anyone happier than those guys? Maybe the guy in Green Bay, Gudicus. <laughs> no, he's got to be miserable. All right, because he, he doesn't get a first, first round, round pick. pick. Right, he just lost a first round pick. No, but this is interesting. I think he would rather have the second round pick and Aaron be out for the year than have the first round pick if Aaron played sixty five percent of the snaps. I do. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is oh, bad. Man. I came up with a list, top five people this was the worst for, this injury. Mikey, hey, hold on. I want to hear the list. I want to hear the list. I desperately want to hear this list. But you and I, we're in a bad place right now. Like most Jeff fans, we're in a very, very bad place right now. And so what we needed to do on this show, we needed to laugh. And so we recruited not one, but two comedians to make both of us laugh, okay? They are the Southern comedy duo. It is Trey Crowder. It is Corey Ryan Forrester. They wrote a travel book. 
Uh, but more importantly, they're here to soothe us, to make me and Mikey A laugh during a, uh, during a lousy time in our lives. So uh, I am a fan of these guys. I am told they are fans of our show, so they're excited to be on with us. We're excited to have them on. We'll have them on here in just a minute uh, because Mikey A and I need to smile. We need to laugh. Uh, we haven't smiled since Gibson returned the touchdown <laughs> to beat the Buffalo Bills. I haven't smiled since. Uh, but you have a top five list. So, uh, again, tell me what this top five list is. This is the top five people that the Aaron Rodgers injury sucks for the most. Okay, top five people the Aaron Rodgers injury sucks for the most. I, I took me and you out of it. Okay. I took me and you out of it. Outside is Greeny, in, is Greeny on this list? No, because I took the fans out of it because, of course, okay. that sucks for us. Uh, outside looking in, Alan Lazard, because at least he got a lot of money. O-L-I, Alan Lazard, yeah. okay, right. Number five, Dalvin Cook. I mean, you you, you come here for, for one reason, it's to play with Aaron Rodgers, yes. and he didn't last four plays. Not only that, uh, Brees Hall is a better running back. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Love you, Dalvin. Uh, no, stay, no. Stay. Don't leave us, Dalvin. Okay. No, no, we need don't go you. anywhere. Okay. Uh, n- number four, I have is as the Packers because you just lost a first round pick. Right. And it has absolutely. So you gave Aaron Rodgers away uh, for almost nothing. Okay. Uh, number three, Randall Cobb. You know, he's he, his, his career is just gone. Right. It's just, well, it's just. Like, he, Zach Wilson will never get Randall Cobb the ball. I remember when Aaron went down to the turf, I was thinking to myself, at least we still have Randall Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> and Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> He's got to be on this list. <laughs> Number two, Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Garrett yeah. Wilson. Garrett Wilson caught 440 yards from Zach Wilson in nine games last year. Yeah. Zach Wilson has no idea how to throw the ball to Garrett Wilson. I know. I know. I know. I know, Mikey, I know. But listen, you like to think that Zach Wilson has spent a, an entire preseason, an entire training camp around Aaron Rodgers, that he's learned something. I mean, did, anything. Did, did, did you see that? Did you see that in the game? Because I, I didn't. I saw us win. I saw a guy putting – listen, Zach was put in an impossible spot. And I'm not saying he played great, but he did enough for the team to win. He made a couple of plays. That's what we needed. He made a couple of plays, Mike. Give him that, all right? Mm-hmm. It was a tough spot for him, all right? Let's him, see how I'll, he I'll, looks against Dallas. <laughs> I'll give him nothing. Okay. I'll give him nothing, and he'll like it. I'm right. still too upset. Number one, NFL schedule makers. <laughs> we have <laughs> seven primetime games of Zach Wilson coming this year. When's the next one? <laughs> Dallas I think it's the Chiefs. Prime. I no, think it's no. the Chiefs. <laughs> At Week home, four. right? Week four, I think it's the Chiefs. <laughs> I spent so much money getting tickets to that game. Oh my god! Now they're worth nothing. <laughs> now we get the Raiders Jets prime time, <laughs> and the Chiefs could be zero and three headed into that game. <laughs> they got Jacksonville this week on the road. <laughs> what is that game? I got to sell those tickets. I'm not even joking. <laughs> You're gonna take a loss. A, a monster <laughs> loss. Yes, the Jets play the Cowboys this weekend. Hold on, I'm pulling up the Jets schedule. Oh, boy. Then it's they're home Cowboys, with the Patriots, Patriots, and then they're home with Kansas City. Right, it's in a couple of weeks. Right. I was going to that game. It was a Sunday night game. Oh, my God. <laughs> NBC is begging for the flex to start right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can we flex that one out? <laughs> What would they replace it with? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Anything. Anything. 
Wait, I'm going the dog to show. <laughs> uh, hosted by our buddy John O'Hurley. I mean, yes, sir. What do, they could have listen. NBC could have had Bills Dolphins that week. Bills Dolphins in Buffalo. They have the That's Jets and the Chiefs. Let's see what else they could have had. <laughs> uh, let's see. I got to tell you, not much more. I mean, listen, Bills Dolphins is good enough. Uh, Bills Dolphins is a game they could have had. Yeah, they could have had that game. Except now they're saddled with Zach Wilson. <laughs> Three yards at and least, a cloud of dust. Next, at least, at, at least Patrick Mahomes will be there. Maybe we're doomed. We'll be two and one, Mike. We'll beat the Patriots at home. Why? <laughs> Why? I trust Zach Wilson. I did. That's a you problem. Do you want him to get a quarterback or no? Yes. Who? And I know which one I want. I want Jameis. You want Jameis Winston? I want Jameis Winston. You would take Jameis Winston over Matt Ryan? Uh, I think Matt Ryan is 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 retired. I think he's okay. really retired. Kaepernick? Nope. Cam? Nope. If you're not going to go get a game manager like a Cooper Rush or a Colt McCoy or a guy like that, then I would want Jameis Winston because if nothing else, he can throw the ball. He can throw the ball. He can make every throw. And the defense is good enough that you can hope you can just play him in some sort of system. By the way, you can read uh, all gonna... about this on A to Z Sports slash New York Jets. That was well done by you. Uh, it's going to be costly for the Jets if they want Jameis because the Saints have a very valuable commodity right now in the NFL, which is they have a legitimate backup quarterback. They have a guy that can go out there and win you a couple of games, you know? Yeah, but they love Taysom Hill. And then, and That's true. They, would you, the, would you the take way... Taysom Hill? No. Uh. <laughs> no. But listen, the way the way the Saints benched him last year for Andy Dalton and then like it didn't sit right with Jameis. He was very upset. I can imagine the Saints being like, All right, we'll do right by you. Here's a chance to go play. All right. I could see them doing that. How about Andy Dalton? I don't think he's gonna I think they like him as the the mentor to the rookie. I don't think there are certain play. guys where it doesn't make sense for the Jets. Like, I'd rather them not go get Gardner Minshew. I'd rather them not get sure. Andy Dalton as much as I love Andy Dalton. I'd just rather see if Zach Wilson has figured something out, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see him get Jameis Winston. It's a team that was built to win right now. I think Jameis gives them the best opportunity to win right now or at least get to the playoffs right now. And what an opportunity for Jameis Winston. All these guys came here to play with Aaron Rodgers. So he's got a loaded roster, okay? He's got a loaded roster, a great defense, a good running game. Jameis doesn't have to go out and win games by himself. He can hand the ball to Brees, hand it to Dalvin, make a couple of big throws down the field, and boom, Jameis Winston has resurrected his entire career. So I am with you. I think that's the guy, Mikey A. I like Look it. Look at us. Yeah. Figuring things out. <laughs> I need to laugh. Yeah. Let's get Let's to get Trey Crowder and Corey Ryan Forrester, Southern comedy duo. They wrote a travel book. Huh? They're fun guys. Let's talk to them. Stu here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. 
I have been enjoying ice cold Miller Lights for as long as I can remember. In fact, I enjoyed some over the weekend. As the Knicks beat the Sixers in advance of the second round, me and my friends, we sat around, we celebrated. With ice cold Miller Lights, what did we do? We made fun of Joel Embiid. Ah, I love it. The Knicks. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Oh my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dude, thank y'all uh, for having us. I'm a huge fan of the show. I got so many thoughts. Uh, I'm pumped. I appreciate y'all having us. Really? Okay. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? I, God bless football. Is I'm so glad it's back. Number one, and and I have a couple. Yeah, Mikey A. I see you there, buddy. Uh, man, no, I love it. Y'all have actually made me a low key Heat fan. Heat fan, oh, and boy. also like I'm kind of into soccer, even though we were taught at my Southern Baptist church that that was communism. But like mm-hmm. I'm sort of in now, you know, just because of y'all. So. Just, I uh, mean, we're rolling. Keep going. I mean, this interview has started. You have taken control of it. I am happy about that. So keep going. Keep showering us with praise, please. Yes, first off, and I would like to say, uh, God bless. uh, Golf does need to be a thing. I heard y'all talking about that. I'm in. I'm not pitching for a job, but I think that golf needs to be a little less stuffy, and no one makes things less stuffy than Stugatz. We need, uh, and I need to be a correspondent. We need two people that barely know what they're talking about Mm, to cover this prestigious sport. Correct? (laughs) And Drew Lord, yeah. We already have that. Yes. <laughs> it's me and Billy. <laughs> no, I think he was talking about me and him. <laughs> yeah, and also I would like to tell Trey, because I don't know that he listens to the show as much as I do. When we got the email that was like, yo, Stu Gotts is going to have to push it. He's stuck in traffic. I'm like, that's cute that they think I don't listen to the show. He forgot his cigarettes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this man was not in traffic. He had a bad <laughs> night. He forgot his cigarettes. We're fine coming at 3.30, but I'm glad to be here, buddy. Right. Well, thank you. There, There is some truth in that, I will tell you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> uh, Trey, you're very quiet over there. What's going on? I'm just letting him do his thing, buddy. He's just so right. excited to be here. I'm excited to be here, too. Thanks for having me. But, yeah, I figured I'd just let him roll, like you said. Have you ever heard of God of Bless Football before he mentioned it? Uh, maybe from him. I know, look, dude. I know you from like way back in the day, like on ESPN show from like forever ago. You know, so I mean, I'm familiar. I'm just not uh, a daily uh, acolyte like he is, or mm. you know, however so often he gets on here. But I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I'm dude, excited to have you guys both. I and I do apologize for being an hour late. That's all no, right, dude. It's fine, man. You did something that I thought was impossible. If you'd have told me when I was a kid that Chris Sims would be my favorite football analyst, I would have told you you were a moron. I was like, no, let me hear Major Applewhite talk for the love of God. But no, it, Sims is my favorite. You know what I mean? I love his tier system. It's great. Billy, make sure you have that for Chris Sims next yeah. time he's because he doesn't dislike you enough. I mean, right. it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, Trey Crowder is with us. Corey Forrester is with us. Uh, they have a travel guide, which I find I find pretty fascinating that you guys came up with a travel guide, but you do a lot of traveling. So uh, why'd you guys decide to do this? Uh, you mostly covered it just then we do a lot of traveling you know so we thought why not uh we we're comedians we've been all around the country multiple times over doing stand-up shows and whatnot and uh the opportunity to write a uh, book came up and we thought you know why not give it a go because also we're you know, i don't know if you guys picked up on it but we happen to be from the south i know mm -hmm. it's hard for people to tell sometimes but we are and so we've also noticed like uh you know, a lot of uh, the stereotypes and perceptions of like Southerners, but also of other regions for the South and how it goes back what everybody in different parts of this country thinks of the other parts of the country. And the reality is we've experienced and trying to break all that down in a funny way, basically. Right? That's sort of the idea. Plus, they let us go to uh, England and Scotland for the first time, which is fun right. for two rednecks. Plus money, right? Well, yeah, yeah money also, was a big money. Money was cool, too. Yeah. Money was a big factor. I mean, it started with money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to establish your redneck southern uh, credentials here, your bona fides, okay? okay. So, mm -hmm. uh, so Trey, if you wouldn't mind, uh, tell the audience where you're from, okay? Like where you're from, your upbringing, all that. Because I was reading about you guys, and I find it pretty fascinating. <laughs> I'm from a town called Salina, Tennessee. It's, uh, it's equidistant between Nashville, Knoxville, Lexington, Kentucky, and Chattanooga. So it's the literal middle of nowhere. We have no traffic lights, no McDonald's, no Walmarts, nothing like that. They, the, the legend goes that they tried to install some traffic lights on the square in the early 80s, but that didn't take because people kept shooting them out in the middle of the night, you know, so they finally just gave up on it. So very, very small, very redneck, very middle of nowhere, <laughs> but still kind of different from Corey's hometown, which is... Yeah, Chickamauga, Georgia is where I'm from, which is known for the Battle of Chickamauga, which is the bloodiest two-day battle in the entire Civil War. Not three-day, not one-day, but two-day. And that is the thing that people around here are most proud of. Uh, and we have really good Civil War reenactments, like probably the best reenactments in the world at Sugats. If you're ever down this way, if Dead & Company ever comes to Chattanooga, just holler at me so you can see the greatest. I mean, our, our Civil War reenactors truly put the meth uh, in method acting. It is unlike anything you've ever seen. I highly suggest uh, anyone check it out. Are you suggesting the only thing that will get me to Chattanooga is a Dead & Company show? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, you know, and I'd like to meet Bill Walton as well. So that'd be sweet. If you're down there, you know, I got a house you can stay in. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore, but I'd burn a heater with you, buddy. 
Mm. Okay. Oh, really? You'll start again for me, huh? That's commitment. <laughs> <laughs> so you're still on, you're still on the cigarettes, huh? Like I, I've noticed something lately. Like my genuine reaction to that, no faking, is like whenever I see somebody that's still smoking cigarettes, I'm like, good for you, man. That's, yeah. that's good. I, I admire that. You really you're you're sticking in there because you know I started smoking at 16, like everybody in the redneck town, and then I've been on the uh, you know vaping the robot wainers for the past few years now and so i respect people that are uh, still hanging in there so right right <laughs> despite all the warnings is what you're well, saying. yeah no <laughs> right. you, no you gotta be a quitter like the rest of us right know? yeah i mean quitting's <laughs> for losers i mean right exactly <laughs> something like that <laughs> well how'd you guys connect how'd you guys get together Sure. You want, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, so I started doing stand-up uh, about 20 years ago in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and Trey started a couple years later in Knoxville, Tennessee. And, like, the sat, like, you know, in New York, it's like you've got a comedy club here, comedy club here, comedy club here. But in the South, your closest two comedy clubs are going to be two hours apart. So, like, I would go do open mics at his club. He would go do open mics at my club. And we just – we saw each other – and it was the first time I'd ever seen anyone uh, try like kind of doing a similar thing, which I was doing, which was like not doing stereotypical, you know, uh, here's your sign. Not that there's anything wrong with Bill Ingvall. He's great. But trying to talk about more, you know, maybe progressive ideas or whatever, but not dropping our accent, like still sounding like idiots while trying not to be idiots. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought you were going to come in with it. something. <laughs> no, he pretty much covered it. Yeah, we just felt like uh, we had both noticed that, like, basically, if you ever heard somebody, a comedian in particular, with this accent, it was always the same kind of thing. And we were trying to do a different kind of thing at the same time. And we kind of bonded over that. But like you said, I mean, we love all those dudes. You know, I mean, I do. I grew up on foxworthy and the blue collar tour and all that. Uh, those guys are great. Oh, uh, yeah. Foxworthy's on the Mount Rushmore, man, for sure. Yeah. Really, of comedians, of stand-up? For well, my, for, for, for me, us, like if you're from us. the South, for sure, I think. Yeah, it, it was like he be. was he was the first dude that like I, when I was a kid, I would stay up with my my dad would always let me stay up past my bedtime if there was a comedian on Johnny Carson or Leno, you know, because like that he knew I was interested in it. But like every time they announced a comedian, it was like from Los Angeles or from New York. So like, I thought that's where comedians were made and I couldn't be one. And then to hear this dude who looked just like my uncle and sounded just like me, you know, I was like, oh my God, we could do this. And that was Jeff Foxworthy. So you can't, you know, I can never take away that influence. I, I got to ask him, Stu, Mount Rushmore yep. of comedians. If Fox no is on it, I need the other three. I was headed to the same place, Mikey. Good job. <laughs> Trey, you want to go first? Oh, I think it'll be a little different for every comedian. And I think for, I mean, for me off the top, it's definitely Chris Rock was always my personal favorite. So you know, Chris Rock and Jeff Foxworthy is seemingly an odd pairing, but there you have it. And, uh, and then I think, I think, I don't know how you don't say Richard Pryor and George Carlin, you know, so that's, I mean, that's, I mean, I'm already at four. Mount Carlin was crazy. Carlin got better with age. It's crazy. Hell yeah. Right? Yeah. He was like people in the comedy world. People were all over, you know, a few years ago, Louis C.K. was the guy who was like made it a thing where you're supposed to do a brand new hour every year. Like that became like the thing in the comedy world. And then like it sort of faded out because people realized like, oh, that's really hard to do. But Carlin was doing that like 20 years ago, just like unheralded. He was just doing that just because he was the only guy doing that. But he was doing that for like ever, you know, before the rest of us caught up. So, I mean, yeah, he was something else. 
Yeah, for me, it's probably, I mean, I have to put Foxworthy. Like, again, this is not who I think actually are the greatest. They're just my personal greatest. Like, I've sure. got to put Foxworthy on there. For me, I've got to put Seinfeld on there uh, just because, like, I just always have felt like when you hear the phrase stand-up comedy, a silhouette of Jerry Seinfeld is, like, the first thing. Pe like, he's just a prototypical dude. And then, like, I probably want to go, yeah, Carlin and Pryor. Like, you can't, I mean, Car Carlin was, like, the dude that really got me into the writing of it. You know what I mean? Like a, a lot of, you know, a lot of dudes are just like Ron White, super funny. It's on his delivery. Carlin was like every single joke Carlin had was nine paragraphs long. So he really showed me like the value of a choice of words and like why that one works and why that one wouldn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. No Eddie Murphy, huh? I love Eddie Murphy. I mean, that's the problem with the Mount Rushmore is that you got to yeah. pick four. And right. I'm, oh, I mean, like, you guys OLI. brought up the Mount Rushmore. Don't lash out at me. Yeah, I mean, oh, <laughs> Eddie Murphy, OLI for sure. Oh, uh, he does. He listens. But I mean, yeah, dude, Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr. I mean, there's so many uh, other people, you know, um, lately. John Mulaney, all kind of, I mean, you know. But like I said, you got to pick four. Round here and over yonder, a front porch travel guide, Trey Crowder and Corey Forrester <laughs> yeah. are with us here. Um, do you guys like traveling? I'll start with you, Corey. Go ahead. I, okay. Yeah, I'm privileged. You know, um, I, I, I listened to your, you know, your podcast with uh, Neil last week when y'all were talking, Neil Everett, when y'all were talking about like, you, you should do this show with a, a, a ski mask on because you're, you're robbing money all the time. And I, yes. I identified with that so much because like, dude, when we first, when this tour first lit up, like, you know, I'd been doing comedy for 20 years, but for the first 12, it was at VFWs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Having to have my grandmother drive me because I got a DUI when I was 16. But like when we first popped off and we were able to go to all these cities, like it was amazing. And now I will tell you this, when you get, when you go to a city for the seventh time, it's work. You know what I mean? Like, but yes, like when, when you consider the lilies of the field, like I, I do love traveling, being from where we're from and like, you know, we Southern has their own culture, but we're not really, uh, we don't really see a lot of what the rest of the world has got going on all the time. So like I moved to New York and I was like, I'm healed, baby Jesus. Yes. But yeah, man, love, love traveling. But I could, I mean, I couldn't travel without that dude. I'd be miserable without him. Yeah. I mean, I've been, uh, traveling uh, alone lately and it does have a different sort of feel to it but it's like he said i mean i being from a tiny town nobody ever goes anywhere i didn't I, I my first ever trip outside of tennessee was to daytona beach florida the summer after i graduated high school just really trashing it up you know and we were very excited to do it and uh so people nobody ever goes anywhere so like he said it's you know uh thrilling and i'm grateful and all that but it is also exhausting and there's been a lot of art like trap musicians and stuff like i know sturgill simpson said it but i don't he was don't think he was the first i've heard a lot of people say it they're like you know if you buy a ticket to come see a show you're getting the show for free the money is for everything else the the travel and the logistics and all that and i mean you know i do definitely agree with that like last week i did you know in three days i was in uh des moines omaha and kansas city you know what i'm saying which was great i had a great time but it's not like the south of france or whatever you know what i mean when it comes to traveling <laughs> it's like you know so 
it just depends. Which so one do you hate? Which rank those? Which do you hate the most, the least? Of Why waste? Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate any of them. Yeah, no, of course. I've got oh, love for four cities you both hate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Being from, we're not popular enough to do that. You know what I mean? Like, we have to pretend every city is our favorite. Also, being from a place that's much maligned all the time, I've got like a soft spot. Soft, soft spot. I got a soft spot for in my heart for places that other people like to like crap on. You know what I mean? Like, like, like the first time I ever went to Cleveland, I was like, this is lovely. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, was right. like, it, was that, it was the year that they were, it was the year they were currently going 0 and 16, right? And we, it, they're like 0 and 12 already at this point. One of the first things I see is like a chubby girl on crutches and a brown shirt, you know what I mean? On like a Thursday. And I was like, that's magical. That's great. You know, they're still like, they're this deep in a winless season and they're still like, you know, still crazy about the Browns or whatever. And so, uh, yeah, you know, dude, when you're like, when you're compared to my hometown, any American city is Shangri-La. So, like, I don't think any of them are all that bad. You know what I mean? Well, I, I traveled to all 50 states. And as a New Yorker, every time I could always tell where I was, because when I told somebody who lived there, I was from New York. If I was in the Midwest, they would look at me like they were disgusting. Mm -hmm. If I was in the South, they kind of give you like a. Oh, that's nice with a fake smile on. What kind of reactions do you guys get when you do the I'm I'm Southern thing in different parts of the country? Well, usually uh, they meet. All we got to do is say, hey, how you doing? Or can I get a beer or whatever? And then they just know, you know, and they'll they'll ask me like you from the South. And then they're uh, you can light your tiki torch in the back, sir. Yeah, right. If they're it depends <laughs> what kind of person they are. Right, Corey, like sometimes sometimes what happens right after that is they're like, Oh, I got a great joke for you, you know, and then it ends up being super racist or whatever. Like yeah. they hear our accent and they're like, oh, they're going to love this. You know what I mean? And uh, we have to sort of back off of that. Other Sometimes it's people that got family from the South or whatever. So they're excited. And then there's people who are, uh, you know, seem to be at best confused or at yeah. worst, you know, alarmed. <laughs> Yeah, they wonder how we got to their town because apparently yeah. they don't know that people in the South know how to book and board a plane. Mm, you know, like yeah. they're real confused. Like, how'd you get here? I yeah, don't know. So I swam. Like, well, yeah. yeah. No, well, first I had to bribe a riverboat captain. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, I have a feeling you're going to give us an answer here. I want the city you hate the most, okay? That's not going to give us an answer. Dude, <laughs> come on, dude. Come on. The city that I hate the most. Okay, man, I will. I'll say this. Um. And, and and I would love a chance for them to redeem themselves, but like any city in Connecticut, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like I like I, and it's not that I it's not that I'm such a redneck that I'm like, ooh, boo the north, get me garlic. You know what? I, it's not like that because I love New York. I lived in New York. It's just like. Connecticut has all the worst aspects of being from the North. They're uptight. They're stuck up. They look down on me, but none of the positive things like they've got borderline racist jokes that are still kind of funny, like New York. You know what I mean? But like they don't. I mean, I guess the pizza is OK, but they're just very vanilla and boring. And I, I just I don't get Connecticut. I don't see why hey. anyone from Connecticut would be like, I'm proud to be from Connecticut. I live in Connecticut. I've lived here yeah. for the last 15 years. And you're absolutely right about <laughs> everything you just said. I was just in Connecticut seven days ago. Last Tuesday night, I was in Hartford doing a comedy show. And, like, I ripped on them for, like, 10 minutes or whatever. And they loved it. So, you know, I'll give them that. Like, just like he just did. You know what I mean? It was That was very much the response. Except they were pretty proud of the pizza. And I got to say, it's pretty solid. I feel like it's not everybody thinks New York, Chicago, or whatever. But Connecticut's got some good pizza. 
Can I ask you guys a question? So you have a new uh, travel book that's out. You've traveled the country doing comedy. Can you guys explain something to me? Because this is a this is a place that I've run into a handful of times when I've been driving up the East Coast. Can you explain to people, and I'm sure you're familiar with it, can you explain to people what south of the border is between North and South Carolina? Like, uh, what's the difference in North and South Carolina? No, have you no, ever stopped in South the of the border? It's a on 95. Big, I know what... like a Mexican-themed, yes. like, very stereotypical... <laughs> you don't it's, know about It's like this. a side no. of the highway, like, I'm very usually using the term amusement park, right? It's like a... Like something from like a vacation movie, like Casa uh, like a Chevy Chase vacation movie, yes. but it's Mexican. Corey, and- please Google this because it's between yeah. <laughs> North and South Carolina. It's called South of the Border, and it is like exactly it's like a Mexican themed, like very on the line, I would say at best situation, and it's like this little town that's just oh wow there. Yeah, yeah. okay, great. <laughs> These pictures are great. Yeah. Oh my lord. Yeah. That is the most racist Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade float of a mascot that they have. Yeah, this is something else. No, I've never heard of that. That's crazy. It's a really strange place, and I was wondering if you guys had been there. I guess no, I've never but, been there. No, I was vaguely aware of it, and obviously, he just now you uh, educated him. But did you stop? Have you did you check it I, out? I had to stop and to go stop. to the restroom, yeah. and like um, the time yeah. that I did, it was like a ghost town. There was no one yeah. at any of these places. They're like, I'm just gonna keep it moving and stop like two miles down the road, please. Well, I'm glad that you brought it up because we have been like listing out all these things we need to hit when the book ultimately sells a million copies and we get a sequel because like Mm -hmm. we couldn't hit it all. Like, you know, they gave us a word count limit. But like, dude, this is like number one place I'm going when we start the rewrite for number two. So when you do number one, how many of the places did you already visit? And you're like, ah, we don't need to go back there again. And how many places like I just want to go to this place. So let's write a travel book so I can go on vacation here. There was definitely, you know, we had been to almost every I think I think there's only one town that I went specifically for the book, but we'd been like everywhere. You know, when we're trying to cover like the most popular parts of the southeast and the Pacific Northwest and and, and the north. But like, obviously, we'd never been to the UK. That was specifically like, hey, that was part of our pitch. And like, I can't believe it worked. I'm not kidding. Like we, we sold them on like travel book. And I had told Trey, I was like, one of my dreams my whole life, I've always wanted to go to the UK but I've never wanted to pay for it myself. And that was like part of the goal. I was like, I'm an entertainer. I will figure it out. And so we just like slid that into our pitch and they were like, right on. Absolutely. We'll send you to the UK. And we're like, what the hell? So yeah, that was one of them. I think that, I mean, I think that was, I mean, I know I went back to upstate New York, which I'd already been to upstate New York, but I wanted to go back because I hadn't been in a while when it was time to write about that. Corey went to Helen, Georgia, but the main part that we went to, like, because of the book was England and Scotland, like he said, which was pretty cool. What's the city you guys thought was going to be dreadful, but it turned out to be pretty cool? Hmm. That's a Let me see. I, you know uh, what? I had a great time in Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo I like Buffalo how? a lot. Yeah. How? <laughs> well, I was really drunk and I like wings. And yeah. And also, like, we just love sports towns. Like, we're such big sports fans. So if there's a town and their entire identity is, especially a sports town where they're famous for losing, right? 
it's it's much like our one of the reasons I love you guys is because you're huge Jets fans, right? Uh -huh. You've yeah. got that misery in yeah. you. As a, as a as a Titans fan, we really like sort of understand it. We've been near the mountaintop but never got there. And by the way, I'm glad that I just brought up the Titans as a segue because me and Trey are both Titans fans and I would like to use this platform on the show because this is the only time a bunch of sports fans will ever be listening to me. Uh, from Titans fans, we would like to send out our sincerest apologies to DeAndre Hopkins uh, for yeah. ruining his career, possibly <laughs> shattering his knee bone. It's not going to yeah. work out for you, buddy. I don't know why mm -hmm. you think it was. Uh, you're not going to break the cycle, but we're rooting for you. Yeah, it's also what's fun about being a Titans fan is anytime there's any kind of sweepstakes like that, like DeAndre Hopkins, you might go here, 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 whatever. Whenever it's the Titans, you can just feel everyone else other than Titans fans go like, oh, man, that's a yeah. bummer. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was get, I didn't want him to go there. Everybody, it's like, dude, you know, like the people are all – they'll take the Jags over us all day, uh, and I don't know why. To answer your question, it's not a city, but uh, I didn't know what to expect from Maine. Uh, and yeah. we went to Maine in like the summertime. Rolls. We went out on them little little islands and stuff, and had a yeah. lobster, lobster roll and all that. And I was like, "This is idyllic and incredible." I was expecting some more Stephen King type stuff or something. Right. I don't know, but uh, I thought Maine was lovely. Although, weird fun fact: we saw more uh, Confederate flags driving through the state of Maine than any other northern state. Uh, really? Not not southern state. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, last time I was in New Hampshire, I drove past the Confederate flag on my way to the show too. So that is shocking, actually. They got him up yeah. there. Yeah, appropriating yeah. appropriating racism—that's quite a move, you know. Hmm. <laughs> you get out Trey, of the sticks, dude. They start popping up. Trey, don't you want the Titans to win the Super Bowl just to see if Mike Vrabel will cut off his penis? Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I believe he'll do it. He's a true believer, dude. He's ride or die. I think. Uh, you think you think he's going to do that, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, well, dude. It's such it's so outside the realm of possibility in my mind that that could ever happen anyway. Dude, you know, like we got it. Let's win the Super Bowl first, then we'll worry about that. If he know? can, if he can win the Super Bowl, I'll bite it off for him on <laughs> sure. TV. That's yeah. very nice of you. I yeah, mean, you're not going to offer to cut yours off. You'll just bite yeah. his off, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, you'll see some different play calling in the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl. <laughs> I guarantee you. Uh, Corey, the city or town that has the best food, the best food. Man, I'm oh, a I huge. I'm a. I'm a huge. Well, you might not. I, I want to like Seattle. I mean, for me, for Seattle, New Orleans. Okay, New, New Orleans, Orleans. And Seattle are like man, New Orleans. It's is New like Orleans, how, Louisiana. I, think, I know, but down. that's also like if, if if you ask me who's the greatest basketball player of all time, I'm like you mean besides Jordan because that's exactly. not fair. But yep. dude, I, I'm a huge seafood mark, you know, and so I just find Seattle. Like I think Seattle has better. Uh, chowder than than Boston. I hate. I don't want anybody to come at me. But like, if I'm really trying to get up on some oysters and all that, like it's Seattle's hard to beat. But yeah, dude, New Orleans. I mean, also you get the seafood and it's just slathered and all that seasoning. And yeah, I mean, I'll go with New Orleans. Uh, Trey, yeah. you're going New Orleans, right? Oh, for sure. I don't even. I don't even need to think about it. And if it's too like cliche yeah. of an answer, I mean. Uh, Seattle is I th San Francisco is super fancy and snooty. So they got, if you want any kind of fancy stuff, uh, you could definitely get it there. You know, they got a big restaurant scene. Before okay. However, of, go ahead. Everyone at once. Yeah, everyone <laughs> at once. <laughs> Who's going? Mike, you can go. Uh, I was going to say, speaking of food, I'm looking at this pitch for your book and they said you had overpriced rabbit 
in in San Francisco. In fact, what was that Corey did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it wasn't in San Francisco. It was in Napa. It was at the French Laundry, which is like duh. Of course, it was overpriced. I was at a three Michelin star restaurant, but I also mentioned in there uh, in the book that it was the best rabbit I've ever had. And with my accent, you can understand I've had quite a lot of rabbit. Uh, you know, but I was just very shocked to be at a Michelin star restaurant and get something that I used to have uh, when my cousin, you know, got drunk and accidentally shot something like I was getting right. the same dish. But like, yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah, it's wild that like the two dudes. Is it is it uh, like the two people that have like served you rabbit in your life are Thomas, Thomas, Keller. Thomas Keller and Uncle Bubbles. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like the two. That's the two ends of the rabbit serving spectrum. Yeah. What's the difference between German Mardi Gras and regular New Orleans Mardi Gras? Oh, German Fish, Mardi Gras. Efficiency. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, dude. In Helen, uh, where they've got the German Mardi Gras, all I can tell you uh, is, number one, the, a huge difference is there's way, uh, and this is bad, I don't like this, there's way less black people at German Mardi Gras you know what I mean? Like Helen is a very homogenized white experience. As I said about Helen, Georgia, uh, Helen, Georgia is basically like Gatlinburg, Tennessee. If Adolf Hitler was the mayor, uh, that's just, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like super trashy, but also like, Hey, we've got schnitzel, not just pancakes. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. You ready for this shot for oh, your yeah. life, Corey? Okay. Shot for your life. JJ Reddick or Larry Bird. Oh, I got to go Larry Bird, but here's the deal. J.J. Reddick, when I was a kid, was my hero. I love the only I love Duke basketball, but here's why. Because no, but only because my dad only because my dad was a North Carolina fan and I wanted to go against him. That's the Mm. only reason. My dad was lashing out. I get it. Right. Yeah. He's not going to like me doing this. Like he says that, but like he also he grew up in a house that had a name and like a like a carriage house and stuff or whatever. So like when I found out he was a Duke fan, I was like, yeah, well, what other team would he like? My dad was a North Carolina fan. Uh, It's the Tom Lee house. <laughs> in Chickamauga, Georgia. Chickamauga, yeah. Georgia. Yeah, it's like yeah. an old, like pretty plantationy, uh, oh, you know, boy. like era. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's very nice, lovely house. It's, it's been super in like, nice. Been in like better homes and gardens and all that stuff. Yeah, and ghost books. And I'm so I'm saying like he grew up in that house. So like, of course he likes Duke. You know again, I mean? my Your dad house is was haunted? in North Carolina. Oh yes. yeah, super haunted. Yes. I've been in several. Oh, it's like four or five different ghosts. Dude. Well, hold on a second. Yeah. Why did we well, hold on. No, I don't. Want, I want Trey. Trey, you you have you have met the ghost. You've seen these ghosts. No, he's just told me all about okay. him. One, one of the ghosts followed him to his new house from his old house. Really? So he's got like a pet Civil War ghost. Yeah, he's yeah. When I yeah. was a uh, when I was like eight or nine years old, I was going to sleep up in the attic of the house, and a blonde headed uh, civil and I assume he was the drummer boy in the Civil War because mm. he was too young to have been like he couldn't he was so young he couldn't have even faked his way into being like I'm 18 I want to shoot for my city you know and so he comes up in my room blonde headed wearing the the Confederate uniform or whatever and laid on my bed on top of me and I couldn't hardly breathe then all my lights went out all my lights came back on. And uh, I was not dreaming. Uh, it happened. It happened like twice. We also had a ghost that used to pinch my mama's butt and turn our air conditioner down. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Not your classic opening cabinet doors turning. No, knobs, he was a uh, pervert. Pervert pinching the butt. Yeah. Taking yeah, it up a notch. Ghosts have a name. I may be for... a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did the ghost have a name? No, I mean he. 
to me, he was just blonde haired boy. And I didn't, he never talked to me. He'd just like roll out. You know what I mean? Like, yo, what's which up, the, dog? Which the ghost that moved with you? No, I don't believe that because we, I was told when I bought this house that I'm currently in, which I bought this house because it reminded me of my mom's house, um, that my, my buddy that had redone it told me, he's like, by the way, there's a ghost in this oh. house. He's like, I'm just telling you there's a ghost. And like, there is, but he don't mess with me too bad. And I think it's because I got the ghost stink on me. Like he knows I'm cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I've been through it before and he's like, oh yeah, we homies, you know? Can we summon him? During this interview, maybe, or, yeah, yeah, get yeah, the ghost maybe. on the podcast. Let's go. Yeah. States rights, states <laughs> rights. Oh boy, yeah, another, another right. confederate. <laughs> I just assume every ghost here is a confederate. Yeah. You know, it's true. Yeah, this one. How about the uh, give us the city guys that you thought the food was going to be fantastic? Got there a little bit overrated. Oh, well, actually, I guess you wouldn't call it overrated, but I def, I felt like. Uh, England is super, super hit or miss. Like we had, England's got such a bad reputation for food. We had convinced ourselves we're like, dude, that's that's got to be overblown, right? It's you know, it's twenty twenty three. It's not like there's no way that's true. And we got there, and after like a week, we we're like, I mean, it's a little bit true. Like I feel yeah. like it was, you know, so, some of it was amazing, but a lot of it too. You're like, this don't taste like nothing. Like I need to learn about salt up in here, dude. You know, just literally salt. Like they would it's just still, like, well, it's like they're still getting rationed. Like the bombs are still falling or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, dude. Let the salt out, you know. I don't know, they, but uh, they literally just mash peas and put it on a plate, and they're like, "Isn't that salt?" Then, oh, right, no salt, no pepper, just peas. Uh, it's, yeah. it's very <laughs> not mashed peas, do you? Don't forget the vinegar. <laughs> all right. So I'll ask you. I'm just going to throw out three states here. You tell me, like, what's your go-to meal when you go to these to, to these states? Okay, let's start with uh, let's start with Miami. Oh, Miami, I got to get a Cuban sandwich. That's my jam. Go. I absolutely love it. Uh, fell in love with Cuban sandwiches down there. My sister uh, my sister got to perform in the Orange Bowl uh, at, when I was like in middle school or whatever. Like the, the oh, it was the Iowa, uh, it was the Iowa USC game when uh, homie ran the kickoff, like the first one back. But we, we stayed around and went to Miami and I just like fell in love with Cuban sandwiches. I know that's cliche, but that's what I'm doing. I okay. dig it. Trey. Yeah. Uh, I got like, I mean, I love a Cubano too. Maybe some, uh, you know, plantains, some of that fancy rice y'all got down there, something like that, you know? All right. Uh, and by, uh, I, I said state, but I meant cities. Uh, Corey, okay, what are yeah. you smoking there? What are you? Oh, it's there? a, it's a vape. I know you're not sponsored right. by them, so I'm not going to show the brand, but it's a I stupid vape. It. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to quit that too, but I haven't had a real cigarette in like six years. But now I've recently, I just became a dad and I got stressed for some reason. Well, so see, I went back to vapes. You, you see what I'm saying? You see how you can kind of tell he's a little bit ashamed of it. I it's am. sort of what I meant earlier. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. When I meet somebody, it's like still an actual smoker. I'm like, good on you, man. I and, wish you know, I was hanging smoker. in there because yeah. I feel the same way about it. I'm like, it's a vape. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I if wish you ever get a, a chance to meet me, I am not ashamed. I will have five at once in my mouth, okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not trying to hide it from anyone, <laughs> except my kids. Um, <laughs> I mean, Corey, I noticed I thought you were smoking weed, to be honest with you. you no, I, could, I I have to be professional on this show now. If, you, if me and you ever meet in real life, I will absolutely break my rule of no weed in front of people that I can't get too weird in front of, and I will smoke <laughs> with you for sure. Okay. Uh, same question. What's your go-to place, go-to food when you go to New York City? 
Oh, I'm a ramen guy. I, I mean, I hit them all up. I do bang bangs when I'm in New York. Like if I go to lunch, I'm getting three different lunches. Maybe I'll have like a little tiny thing here. Cause that was my favorite thing about New York is like, it's four in the morning. You want, it's like you're in Epcot all the time, but it's mm -hmm. really good. You know what I mean? So like mm -hmm. I would always go do ramen at one of those places. And it has to be one of those places where they put you in a little cubicle and you don't even see the waiter's face. Like they shove you your ramen through a hole you see nobody i slurp that up i go outside i get me a five buck slice in a coke and i walk it off and then like i mean just farting the whole way like feeling horrible but like yeah ramen and pizza yeah pizza of course i love the halal trucks or carts or whatever you call them like at like two in the morning you know what i mean the yeah they're great yeah, that's that's my jam because like, of course, you come out like a comedy club late at night or whatever, and there's all it's like there's a golden light shining down on it or something, <laughs> disappears miraculously. Also, like uh, the the breakfast sandwiches, the bite with oh, like yeah. the bacon, egg, and bacon, cheese, egg and cheeses. From yeah. The, yeah, yeah, those are great too when you're uh, hungover and whatnot. With Fantastic. that little cup of coffee that comes in that Greek cup, that Acropolis looking mm -hmm. cup. Yeah, that's my jam. Right. Right. Uh, how about Hartford, Connecticut? Trey, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, not well, an, I airplane <laughs> an airplane out. I had uh, I had pizza from someplace I can't remember the name of, but it was really good. And I also had a side of meatballs, and I ate the entirety of it, like a bowl of meatballs. You know, it's like a an aperitif before a full pizza uh in my hotel room after the show so that's that's how i'm living out here what i don't whatever, know what else they even got in hartford I, other than like panera bread or whatever i was gonna know, say if i'm in connecticut i'm just eating whatever the casino has there because that's the only way i'm gonna have fun <laughs> whatever foxwoods it's serving <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right last one uh we're gonna trade first las vegas Oh, I know. There, there's a place in Las Vegas. One of my favorite restaurants in the country is actually in Las Vegas. It's off the street. We got a chef buddy there who's a chef in Las Vegas, and he took us there first and said, this is where all the restaurant people, all the chefs and restaurant people in Vegas, this is where they go, like when the shift, because it's open really late. It's called Herbs and Rye, and they have mm. this uh, – they have a, a late-night – meat happy hour so like they got a happy hour for like rib so you can go there at like 1 a.m and get a ribeye half off and stuff like that and it's uh it's real old school and dimly lit and you get these big thick ass steaks you know after midnight and whatnot and it's uh absolutely phenomenal i mean it's like a easily top five top three restaurant in the country for me is that place yeah. in vegas so that's what yeah. i that's my answer i can't beat that one except to say like i mean vegas is like i don't know if people think about vegas as the food city but like that's oh, the first it, thing yeah. i think of like i don't i don't drink as much as i used to and i'm only like a casual gambler but like vegas had like it like we ate at wolfgang pucks once and in my mind i was like oh, this is about to be super corporate and terrible because it's like the, you know, the name brand, whatever. Dude, it was fire. Like every meal I've ever had in Vegas is fire, but nothing, and I mean nothing beats herbs and rye. It is phenomenal. How about Tuscaloosa? I can't oh. do Tuscaloosa, but I can do Hoover, which is also in central Alabama. If for So I do the Stardome and, and that's outside of Birmingham in Hoover, Alabama every year. And uh, the Oxtails, yep. Jake's Caribbean Soul Food Joint uh, in Hoover, Alabama. It's on the list of like, when I go to that region, I don't leave without eating that, you know, Oxtails yeah. from Jake's. Yes, I also I mean, love the white Alabama barbecue sauce, yeah, too. It's always been funny to me that Alabama's like, barbecue sauce is pretty cool. It'd be better if it was white, though. <laughs> but it is a 
but you know it's good <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i was gonna say same answer because those oxtails are amazing but yeah when i'm in it's like i if i'm at home i never want the alabama white sauce because i'm like oh that's a bit too much i'm more of a vinegar guy but like you know when in rome i'm like just slather it with mayonnaise like they got a lot of great like the soul food in alabama is unbelievable do not sleep on it uh the next uh, book you write you should parlay it into a trip to rome just you know Ooh, yeah you yes, know? sir. That's you, that you spitting, buddy. Yeah, Rome, France. Like, do the whole. Just do food and take Stu Gotts with us. France. I'm certain yeah. that, that <laughs> skip France. I'm certain Dead and Company will play over there. You can come along with us. Mm. We'll somehow get Harper Collins to pay for it because I know that that's what you're into. You know yes. what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Amsterdam. Make sure that's a stop as well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, Trey, uh, Trey Crowder, Corey Ryan Forrester, around here and over yonder, a front porch travel guide. Uh, you guys are awesome, man. I appreciate it. Good luck with the book. We'll continue to promote it. Uh, talk to me, man. What do you want to do, Corey? What do you want to do moving forward? You want to be a God bless football correspondent? What is your, yep. what is it you're yeah, angling for? I'm proud of oh. you. I, I am angling for a job. Now, I know that you often, you know, offer people correspondent jobs and then you never hear from them again. I was very prepared for that, which Everybody. is fine. Every, it's fine. It's fine. I just want to be considered. I would absolutely love to be called in on God Bless Football as perhaps the SEC correspondent. Wow. I am a big Georgia Bulldogs fan. We are going to three-peat this year. And also, if you get God Bless Golf running, you have no idea how much work that I will do for virtually free. I only want like a Meadowlark a zipper vest you can send me one of those you know what i mean a duffel bag some pbs stuff i'm all Get in, in line. yeah <laughs> me and mike me and mike sure could do something together you know what i mean i too i find myself listing 90s baseballs players at night i think that i could add something to that so just whatever you guys want just know that no one will work as hard for you for free Wow. Hmm. I mean, I love that. Trey, you want nothing to do with any of this or I mean, you know, whatever you, yeah, if you guys got something uh that isn't, <laughs> isn't too labor intensive or whatever, yeah. then uh, I could maybe maybe be talked into it, I guess. But yeah, just give Corey a shot. All right. Uh maybe if we have a guest on from a particular city, we'll have you guys on to break down the food and that city for him, okay? Please. Right. We'll love it. Something like that. We'll try to figure it out. But I want both of you on the way out here, promote your travel guide, promote the book. Tell us about it. Sell the audience on why they should buy this thing. Trey. No, I was gonna say you do it. You're on fire already. Round, you, round you want here. Mojo to do it for you? I mean <laughs> that would be wonderful. If we if we can get Mojo in here or a Gronkowski, whichever one doesn't matter. Round here and over yonder, oh, it is a front porch travel guide written by two hillbilly dum dums. Uh it's it's wonderful. If you want to see the world through our eyes, through our front porch as it was, we love to tackle what people think about a place versus what the reality of of it is the thing that we learned throughout this book and throughout our travels is not so much how we're all different it's how much we all are so similar the book is also uh laugh out loud hilarious which if you yes. don't know anything about prose that's hard to do and we yes. nailed it so you should buy it and roy that's wood it. jr wrote a thing on the back of it so if you like him on this show he digs the book too Leslie Jones too. Yeah, I, that's the only thing I was going to add is like if you went, how often do you ever read written prose in just a regular ass book and you know actually laugh out loud? Pretty rare. Well, you'll laugh out loud multiple times throughout this one. So if you're into that, 
check it out. Uh, also, side side plug here, you go to TreyCrowder.com and uh, you can pre-order the book, but also check out my tour dates. So I slipped that one in there on you guys. Holy coming shit, Trey, you would fit right into God Bless Football. Oh, uh, yeah. Anything else you, <laughs> anything I else you want to promote, Corey? You work for Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot that it's Plug City up in this bitch. Yeah, go to parttimefunnyman.com. Uh, that is my newsletter where I release my dates, but I also write essays. I do bonus podcasts and stuff. That's parttimefunnyman.com. Part funnyman.com because right now I'm sort of a full-time dad. New daddy's four months old. Check me out over there. It's $5 to subscribe but if you can't afford that, you can also just have it for free because I'm a terrible businessman. All right. Uh, You and Billy, both new dads. Congratulations (laughs) to both of you. Billy is not enjoying any of it. Yeah, you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You guys are great. Round here and over yonder, a front porch travel guide. Uh, Check it out. Guys, thank you so much. This was great. Uh, We really enjoyed it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you, Stu. Billy, Mikey A. Y'all are the best, man. Stugatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot has changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. It was the original light beer, and to this day, it's still the best one. Miller Lite has more of the taste you want and less of the stuff you don't. What I love to do, what me and my friends do, when we're sitting around, we like to enjoy it with ice-cold Miller Lights. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.